Welcome for Outlander Season 1, Episode 4, The Gathering. I'm Don Bitters. And I'm Nick Stone. And this is Gaelic Guys, an Outlander podcast where we watch Outlander, drink scotch, and let you know our terribly uninformed opinions about both. And we're glad to welcome our special guest, Katie Johnson, screenwriter for the USA Network show Shooter, the game Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, and director of development for the nonprofit More Than No. Additionally, she's my totally real girlfriend. Hi, guys. Thanks no, for no having me. That. Hi. Yeah, I know. Nick Stone's totally real girlfriend, Katie Johnson. <laughs> the <laughs> original, original Outlander fan here, you know. <laughs> To start us off, uh, in Scotland, it's shoot first, uh, play with children later. (laughs) (laughs) The opening scene of this with uh, Claire tromping through the woods with children as heavily armed men are waiting to shoot anything coming through. Right, a little trigger happy considering they must have seen them run away like (laughs) moments before. Well, no, I think because they're coming from the castle and the guards are on the outer perimeter, so they didn't see them come by. Well, but why would the guards be facing... Towards the castle. castle. Well, they're they're checking the full perimeter. They're doing like little three sixty turns in their guard towers. Have you never been on guard? You know, I don't think they're doing three sixty turns. I think they were guard. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were standing. As a woman, I'm always on guard. That's true. That's actually really true. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and relevant. So we quickly go from a uh, you know romp from the woods with muskets. (laughs) <laughs> to uh, the hotupkiltshots.com moment of the episode. I can't whistle, but if I could, that would have been a... Thank you, the wolf whistle. Um, which quickly kind of establishes into Claire, like a raptor, she's testing the defenses. Yeah, yeah but and we also understand that men need their festivities, um, and Claire is using their need for children's games to plan her escape. Claire is then moving into figuring out how to get rid of her charismatic guards. Her uh, shadows, to, as she calls them. Yeah, yeah, the rapey Scotsman. Rape, yeah, her, her right. rapey Scotsman. There's a lot of rapey undertones, yeah. not only in this episode, but in this whole series. Yeah. So, so she's yeah. got to find something to distract them, and so they see a rather bold-looking lass staring nice. them down, and then they a have to... A lass of size. A lass of, uh, of size, yes. sure. The two men have to uh, quote pull sticks to figure out who's gonna go after her which frankly is a little obviously masturbatory well and this was interesting because it was kind of like jokes on me because at first when claire's like oh boys their lass over there fancies one of you i'm like she's totally making this up this is obviously like claire outsmarting her you know tweedledee like, and tweedledum right yeah here, exactly yeah. but then you look over at her and she's like hey hey she's like down to clown she's like hello boys she's and, not even like being coy about it. she's no. like literally staring at them like look over here every time the two of them are on screen we just should be hearing a background like we'll email bear mccurry about that see, see what he can do horse chest is pretty much just pumped continuously into the castle <laughs> as Claire walks through. I had an incorrect theory that what Bear was trying to do was give us moments of Claire at peace with herself, sort of self-narrating with music from her time and you know, trying to I, reconcile I this actually world. came up with a pretty insane theory, and okay. I mean that in like the most literal sense, okay. that maybe Claire, like this entire time, like the entire show, it's just a dream. Claire's in a coma, mm. and that's just like someone like... They the put radio. this on the radio. 
I, I was about to say something and caught myself because of spoilers, because I'm way ahead. You know, currently yeah. watching season three with your wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. So as uh, the horse jazz is rocking up the entire place, Claire once again meets the sassiest witch, Galus. Who I have mm. dubbed in this episode, Galus the Snoop. She's she's very snoopy in this one. She's trying to find out lots of information, as she has, you know, the whole time. But she's very forward with her attempts at uh, prying information out of Claire. In, in Galus's defense, everybody in this world is pretty nosy with Claire. And I love yeah. the, the way the dialogue is going where Galus is kind of once again grilling Claire that she's never been unfaithful, dot, 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 yet, and that her husband is, once again, not alive, dot, 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 yet. I feel like Claire's super willing to lie about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, she's she's not like, hey guys, no, really, I'm from the future. I'm going to tell you all about this. But she's really reluctant to say, my husband is dead. Yes, yes. but, but so. admitting that out loud to herself and to someone else makes it real. And, and that's maybe, the only... Maybe it would have been better to just not bring him up at all. Yes, but she's wearing a ring. Yeah, because no, yeah, no, time true. travels that's through. And for a woman of her age, like either, you know, because of sexism and patriarchy, she would be considered, you know, either a whore or an old maid. Like her, the marriage protects her status and credibility mm-hmm. in that world. So I would argue it is important to bring that, up. That's interesting because I had not noticed any examples of patriarchy or sexism at all in this world. It no, seems like, uh, you know, 18th century Scotland was perfectly egalitarian. Super regret- You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm totally wrong. That was my projection. It's totally made My lady views. Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. So as, as Claire is planning out every detail of her escape... Which I have dubbed the okay escape, as opposed to the great escape. <laughs> I think just that's okay a fair... Escape. Yeah. That's a fair just okay escape. Where she's like, I know, I'll put cheese in a basket and go into the woods. It's like, well... <laughs> On well, a horse. Okay. On a horse that's known for coming home. Right. Like, that's, what? The horse's <laughs> one defining feature is it always comes back. Yeah, right. yeah. But of course... Mrs. Fitz, once again, stepping in to mess the whole thing up in the most, like, mama bear way possible. Yeah, Mrs. you could Potts. say you could say that the, her, her foiling this escape is a tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we get to, like, the end of the first season, we're not going to call any of these characters by their actual names. Right. right. <laughs> it will be impossible to determine who we are talking about. It's like, about are you doing an Outlander podcast right. or are you doing some sort of weird fan fiction of Outlander podcast? And right. the answer is yes, obviously. <laughs> we'll move from there to the oath-taking and we see Claire with Murtog, who I kind of like, and this is a little bit of spoiler in terms of like what it, the role his character kind of fills is always like the BFF explanatory wizard of this world, mm-hmm. and the the one of the, like the nice Scots. He's, right, he's one. Of the, he's one of the good ones. Well, Fire. and that kind of I mean, circling back to the Gaela scene where she's grilling her so hard, that also serves as like this deep exposition for like in case you didn't know. Claire is a basket because she's running away. Yeah, but yeah, right. Why would you do that, Claire? You know, it's like that's. Right. We don't even need way. Frank Randall. In I was here. gonna right. say they couldn't shoehorn him in here to like explain what was gonna happen. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I believe I read that the woods around here were hard to navigate at night on a horse you'd never met before. <laughs> and you might need some cheese and maybe some apples. <laughs> You're right. um, I think Marta is also kind of a mansplaining. Yeah, he takes yeah, on that role. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the Frank Randall of, of old this Scotland. world. Yeah. yeah. Although you think it would be Blackjack, it's not. Yeah. No, well, no. we haven't seen enough to know whether or not he explains a lot of things. He probably does. He actually does. Now, as soon as I say that, family. I think he, he does. does a little bit of monologuing, sort of villain style. Villain style. Where he's like, yeah. let me tell you my Same plan thing. now. And what is monologuing if not mansplaining? Sorry. Good quote. Um, so as we go through the oath-taking, which is apparently a, the most important event 
And you know how you know it's important, because Colm shaves for the first time, which does not diminish his resemblance to the penguin in the least. It might actually improve it. I, yeah, I would say so. And yeah, he gives a riveting speech in Gaelic, which I'm sure was just like mind-blowing, and like you just feel it in, feel in your heart if you understood it. And then we, so the, the very well, first person... I think Claire is like, are they all the same? Great, can I leave now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just underwhelmed. Yeah. The very first oath taken is by Dougal, who is such a kiss-ass. I mean, I assume he has some sort of Disneyland-style fast pass for oath-taking, <laughs> because everyone else has to line up immediately after, and it seems to take a long time. But he just goes right to the front. And he's he's also the first person to drink from, like, the chalice. The chalice so shows bitch, your, yeah. yeah. The really chalice that throughout the evening is going to accumulate everybody's <laughs> germs and like bodily fluids in them. The germs they don't believe in or know exist. You mean the spirits. Yeah. It's going to, <laughs> yeah, the sure. spirits that possess them are yeah. going to get into the Oh yeah, the no, bowl of there's wine? a lot of spirits wine? in that chalice. Sure. Wine? Yeah, wine, wine and wine with a question mark. We yeah. know it's not port because that comes up. That's exciting. Shortly, yeah. yeah. As one of the the oh Tweedledee and Tweedledum or the shadows. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so Tweedledee is Shadow D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has now discovered port. Drugged it, port. Yeah. yeah. Laced, he... laced with sedatives. And what an earnest and sincere person. Claire's like obviously trying to get away from him. And then she's like, well, I guess I'll hang out. Anyway, want to drink this whole bottle that I have for no reason? But his reaction is priceless because it's basically like a bro dude just being like, yeah, the party's on. <laughs> yeah, he is in it to win it, as they say. If, if he was born in this century, he'd be like Phi, Beta, Kappa, whatever that, Omega, oh, Delta, sure. drunk. Theta, Beta. Yeah. Oh, it's good fraternity-ing, Don. <laughs> so as the community cup is further despoiled throughout the evening, it's a clear plan for everything except for Larry, who like is... DTF, Jamie. <laughs> totally DTF, Jamie. Uh, as she asked for a love potion. Well, something, you know, to move his heart, heart forward. Which Claire, you know, quickly obligates as Claire, the OG Wicked Witch of the West, uh, mm-hmm. brews up a love potion made of horse dung. Which Jamie luckily, won't notice. <laughs> like, well, and luckily she's like, oh, lay this at his, you know, his, uh, doorstep. his yeah. doorstep. As opposed to like, put this in his food. Yeah. So we get a little little Wizard of Oz reference here. Yeah. <laughs> you click your heels together and there's no place like love. As she, Claire, escapes one of her many, many obstacles of the evening and runs headlong into the rapiest Scotsman that ever did. Scott. These guys are as reactive to her as like the ghosts in Pac-Man. They yeah. like instantly upon seeing yeah. her are just like, I guess we should try to rape you. And it's like, that's a weird mindset to be in. It's okay. They were just drunk. Yeah. They were just drunk. It's a huge man they're, they're, will mansplain to us. They're, it's they're perfectly funny fine. And fine. They're perfectly yeah. fine men otherwise. Very, um, very fine people. On a, including <laughs> Dougal, who it very sat Claire very satisfyingly after he attempts his advances clobbers over the head with a stool. To be fair to Dougal, he does he does try and make a move, drunkenly make a move, and then she expresses a lack of consent by slapping him in the face, and then he's like, alright, get out of here. And it's only when Claire tries to get her bag of cheese back that <laughs> he threatens her further. <laughs> that bag of cheese. Either way, yeah. the stool... The stool, yeah. Baby, don't it's super victim satisfying. blame the bag of cheese. Yeah. The bag of cheese. I'm not. It's the bag of cheese was an innocent bystander. I, at this point, this. I do want to point out. Like, I want to play like the video game that is like Claire's escape from the castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like straight up like defeat this demon, this monster, right. now this dragon. Yeah. Please give horse dung to this young flaxen-haired <laughs> yeah. lass. This is like the point-and-click adventure game that we never got to see. Right. 
as she enters the stables, where you would keep a stallion, I mean a... <laughs> a huge man. <laughs> Again, like, this whole episode is about, like, Scotsmen reacting way too fast to things. So, like, the beginning starts off, and they're like, I better shoot that. Oh, it's the kids that I forgot about. And then it's like, she wanders down a hallway, and they're like, rape her! And it's like, whoa, time out. And then Claire stumbles over a huge man in the thing, and he's ready to stab her through the throat. When, like... Okay, you're in the stables of a castle. Maybe the most likely thing when you're sleeping on the floor in the dark is that someone tripped over you. Or a horse. Or a horse. <laughs> Possible. In the stables. Jamie lays down the awesome line of when she says something about Jesus, you know, Roosevelt Christ or whatever. He's like, no, it's just me, Jamie. So we know he's not actually Jesus just ripped like or Jesus. Or Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, which, of course, leads Jamie to the... You're saying Scotsman immediately reacting to things, which is fair, but Claire's reaction to, oh, it's Jamie, let me explain everything I was planning on doing. <laughs> right. You know, I don't There's... know if maybe he would try to stop me, but I'm just going to like monologue him for a little bit, too. Well, and that's funny, yeah, because you're like, you know, some of your clansmen, you know, tried to stop me, you know, whatever she says, and he's like, oh, did they touch you? You can see he's like really upset. And then he quickly writes it off. Yeah, he like explains okay. to her why it's funny and fine. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, because they're drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're drunk. He, they won't remember in the morning. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. They won't be mad at you. They were drunk. Ha ha, you gave him a concussion. I was going to say, if you can't escape the castle, Jamie's a pretty good consolation prize. Mm. But even that is quickly taken away as Jamie the nice Scott is captured by the guards oh, no, along wait. with Claire. Back it up right before that when she's when she's laying out her whole plan to him. Yeah. He's like, you'll never be able to escape. And she's like, no, I know where all the guards are. And he's like, whatever, there are more guards. Like, it's just like, these are not like... I mean, it seemed to be, it seemed to be Jamie was really trying to help out by pointing like, yeah, your plan's pretty good, except on the one night when everyone comes inside so we have to post more guards you don't know about. To, just, to be fair, we did start this off by saying it's the Eh. It is the eh, escape. escape yeah. 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 The, the great okay escape or the well, mediocre okay escape yeah. is foiled by the knowledge of more I think guards. I think, I think we're going to end this with like the pretty shitty escape attempt. Sorry, so, we, so back to Jamie yes, getting captured. No, no. Yeah. Uh, the Jamie being captured and entering into the obligatory Jamie shirtless scene. Shirtless huge man, shirtless what everyone man. likes. Everything but then he puts, And you get you do get like a little bit of his like back scars. Like you have to. Like it's like yeah. he gets shirtless and like you can't just enjoy the front. You have to be like, remember... He was tortured. So as, as we re-enter the oath-breaking, or, oath, sorry, oath-taking, wow. Uh, so as we re-enter the oath-taking, uh, of course, the oblig- obligatory record scratch as Jamie enters the yeah. hall and everyone is, like, breaths held and, like, super intense. <laughs> if they were in the South, they might get the vapors all of a sudden because <laughs> Jamie... <laughs> Jamie, of course, is not supposed to be here. We quickly learn Mm -hmm. that he was supposed to hide in the stables because of some extremely specific rules of Laird's succession that mean it's weird for him to be in this room at this point. As Murtaugh not only explains the situation, but also that Claire messed up Jamie's life. By the way, no spoilers, but this is starting a long and exhausting precedent of Claire doing something stupid and Jamie almost getting killed. (laughs) Which is interesting because this is a very, you know, this is a female game. But that's a love story. Yeah, yeah, like written by a woman, female protagonist, like really delightful show. But that, but just like to turn, whatever reason, like the plot engine of it is Claire does something stupid 
and Jamie almost dies, and it happens a lot. So, but, so I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. Get ready. So the soundtrack of yeah. is like it's pretty accurate here. <laughs> pretty accurate. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. Well, and also the thing of just like, yeah, oh yeah, Jamie's just gonna like jump in and risk his life because Claire was like, oh, I don't know. I guess she could walk me back to the castle. That's cool. Like, you know. Right. Well, and I mean that's the thing is like Claire goes into depth about her escape plans, but doesn't think to go, hey, Jamie, buddy. Why are you sleeping on the floor of the stables <laughs> yeah. during the biggest party of the year? Right. Like, he, she's just like, oh, it's time to go back. Okay. All right. yeah. So as Jamie does not take the vow, and there's a tense moment when it's like, how is Jamie going to be murdered? He's probably going to get murdered. They do a little bit where it's like, I would think it would be all the pistols in the room cocking, but of course no one has any pistols. So it's all them like pulling their swords and daggers out like two inches, which I feel like is a much less effective threat because it's like, I'm slightly closer to being able to stabbing you. But as everyone's pride is on the line, we very fortunately see Calm being like very graciously accepting Jamie's half pledge. Well, like, I mean, diplomatic tap dance. He did. Yeah, it. He yeah, pulled exactly. a Nixon Kissinger. He's like, there is only one China, and that China owns all of China. We good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things where it's like it, it. It does feel like a tap dance, but it's also just the regular correct answer for like Jamie's like, yes, technically I'm related to you, but I have already pledged an oath to my family, and it would be cool if I could like recognize how you're in charge, but also not get murdered in the face. You know, which seems like a pretty reasonable thing to say. It's a fair, yeah. but it's evidently hard to pull off. In, but you know, but Scotland. it does lead to us discovering that Jamie is actually the last person to drink from the Scottish suicide. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. yeah. Spit cup. Yeah. yeah, no, which he is not just like taking a sip, but he's like, I'm downing this. Right. I picture one like really timid person who is still supposed to take the oath after that, like right behind him in line, like, oh, uh, well, next year. So as we entered into now the much talked about though not talked about on this podcast yet, the hunt, the boar hunt. The boar hunt the to next happen morning. the next day. Yeah. Which introduces our next iteration of jazz, which is boar jazz. Boar jazz. <laughs> we get a new animal, new jazz. Thanks, Bear. Uh, I'm just thinking that after the night of the heaviest drinking in like the whole Mackenzie yeah. land. Also want to point out this is like a fun Easter egg from the opening credits song because they you know all of those shots in that montage are ones that have just been pulled from the show so for me it's always fun to actually see one in context and how not like ethereal and gaelic and celtic it is in context and it's it's like them beating their um their like war shields yeah yeah and like yeah in context of the um of the opening credits it's like oh how rhythmic and powerful and i feel like all of the shots are like that 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 get pulled from the montage so it's super fun yeah so Um, so watch for them and then we get to the the actual like the downer where we have jordy unfortunately dying and we get a gut check not the way you want to (laughs) Oh yeah. Have we met Jordy before? No, Do we, we have know? Not. Okay. If we have, he just kind of slotted into Scotsman number two hundred and thirty. I was gonna say he is another bearded, vaguely dirty Scotsman, and so like it lessened the emotional impact a little bit for him to just be like basically like a red shirt from Star Trek. But you know? but I will give the show this, and also Claire's character this that you know having been someone who has seen probably like hundreds, if not thousands, of men die on the table in war. You know, they, they are all Richards. There are all, you know, men who have the... She doesn't know their stories. Mm-hmm. But she still finds that way to connect with them. So as I actually did really appreciate that they had this moment as Jordy is dying that 
it's Claire who gives him like that kind of like that that peaceful moment before he passes. They gave her character that to actually show that she has the strength to know exactly what to say. Yeah, and in doing that, she earns Dougal's respect for the first time. So as we go from the one of the saddest deaths ever to fun and games, <laughs> <laughs> right? A, a sport which we learn only after the episode, and the extra feature is, is called Shinty. But which I thought was just murder ball. <laughs> they don't even seem to be goals. So I don't know what they're trying to do other than hit each other with and sticks. And the ball definitely seems secondary to the murder. Right. As you know, Dougal and Jamie face down and Jamie becomes the essentially red-headed stepchild in literally in more ways than one. And kind of like come to like almost like a bro moment. Well, I think it's a release of that tension. Interesting to make fun of the sort of thing, but it is like in a culture where these men aren't allowed to express their emotions like verbally and directly. Yeah. Like this is the tension release yeah. valve for like everything that's been how, happening. How does Dougal cry? By beating the crap out of people. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know. I just I just want to side note point out that this gets elevated often by both men and women in the sort of like, oh, you know, men just punch each other in the face and then it's over and like women are so vicious because they're like conniving and backstabbing. It's like, you know what? the bigger version of punching each other in the faces, it's going to wars. <laughs> you know, it gets, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not the like, oh, everything's fine, isn't it cute? Like, they solve their problems and they move on with it right. version of things. I just needed that. Yeah, it's not actually necessarily a healthy outlet. It's not a healthy things. outlet, and it's not cute and fun, and it's not less destructive. Anyway. As Claire has earned Dougal's trust... Dougal immediately turns it around and, you know, reveals that not only he's a, a rapist and an asshole, but he's also a tax collector, which explains the previous two things. <laughs> right. Fair, and fair, yeah. Now, now we get the the uh, pleasing information that Claire is going on tour all yeah, across the Mackenzie Lands. the road. <laughs> Catch it in a township near you. <laughs> so that is, the, that is the episode, and uh, this week... We have been drinking Shivas Regal. I hope I didn't just butcher that. I probably did. Uh, which is an aged 12 years blended scotch whiskey. As the show goes on, as we do more of these episodes, I'm finding that I really enjoy scotch. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. Which, I mean, I couldn't have said, I think, when we began this. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like it's actually like extremely smooth. Uh, it's kind of got a very like you know soft palate to it, and I enjoy drinking it. This is like a, this is a sweet, very balanced blend. You know, it's kind of got like a nice creamy thing, almost like a banana flavor. Mm. Banana chips, Ooh. a little bit of light vanilla in there. It's more of a desserty scotch than like your. Are you, are you saying this is a dessert scotch? This is a port, the port I mean, of scotch. I, I, it is a little bit the port of scotches. It is, it's a, which makes sense that Nick likes it. it. Is very sweet. As a friend of mine that quickly points out when he does scotch tastings with Americans, that scotch is meant to be drunk over time with friends, so it's going to open up your palate, it's going to change. Mm. That it, you know, it's, if you just order it at a bar, it, it doesn't quite have the same impact. But sitting around at home, watching a TV show, talking, laughing, like this sort of thing, and letting it breathe, horribly and butchering water, said TV horribly show, horribly butchering yeah. said TV show, right? All of that is is going to make you like the scotch more and give you more of a palate for it mm. that you're not cluttering it with other flavors of you know food or drink or just trying to drink it quickly or you know whatever it is that wait we are... Are, are you saying i should not be mixing this with cherry coke get out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you are you are both enjoying the beverage and the like the ethos the custom of the beverage and these people and the way it's meant to be 
iPad. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So as, uh, as always, uh, that is our episode. And I want to thank Katie for joining us this week. If you want to give a quick shout out to More Than No or anything else. Sure. Uh, we are a consent culture driven nonprofit aiming at championing sex positive, uh, anti-rape, cultural artistic expression. Uh, More Than No has a monthly show the second Saturday of every month. We create a safe space for survivors and allies to artistically express themselves with burlesque, stand-up comedy, music, whatever you want to do. And we have a great online community where we provide resources, funding games, places for people to come together and feel safe even if they can't connect with a community in person. And then we also offer a Survive and Thrive workshop, which you can take and in person if you're in the LA area, or you can also download off our website. You can buy online and take if you're looking to reconnect with your sexuality after trauma. So we do a lot of really good stuff. No, that's it's awesome. super fun. So you should come check us out. And we'd love to have you perform too if you're itching to get up on stage. Anyway, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Love Scotch. Love the show. Love you guys. Love to come back. Really glad you're doing this. This is fun. So, as always, uh, please like, subscribe, and please tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Uh, next week, Outlander hits the road. Episode five. Thanks again. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.